0: so fine Do the bumps of dime in your prime then you people call say it be it is you 17 off. minutes before the hour here on the dry large yeah. radio show of course Craig is uh, crying foul over a mail piece that the I believe city republican committee sent uh uh outlining a memo that joyce craig submitted to the school board in may of 2008 she's saying the mayor's misrepresenting her position uh, on those things because he didn't highlight the fact that says, please note i do not necessarily agree with all the ideas but feel it is my responsibility to bring them forward to the board for review well it may not have been highlighted but the mayor the mayor well it's not the mayor's the city republican committee um, actually left that part in the mailpiece, And so <sighs> the, uh, the campaign piece hitter for advocating for implementation of an arrival departure fee at the airport, charging a fee for vehicles entering and leaving the airport, a surcharge on tickets at the MerchantsAuto.com, also known as Fishercat Stadium, and at the Verizon, now the new Center, Implementing a fee on renters, implementing an education surcharge, implementation of a sales tax, and then the other part on it was a partner with the Chamber of Commerce Education Committee to involve the business community. But in her Facebook post, Joyce goes on to detail the rest of the items that she put forward, and I'm not sure, frankly, that some of the items in here really accrue to her to her benefit but since she didn't say which ones she agrees with or disagrees with is it dirty pool to say that Joyce Craig put forward those proposals well technically it's correct you can argue over its quote-unquote accuracy but let's compare that to what Joyce Craig is doing by now running around and saying that under Mayor Ted Gatzis's watch there aren't enough math textbooks in the elementary grades uh, and teachers are struggling to supplement Uh, math in their classrooms or math materials in their classrooms as a result of the school district so badly underfunded under mayor Ted Gatzis that it can't afford to put math books in front of every student. Well, what, what Joyce is frankly either unaware of or unconcerned with is that there actually is not a lack of textbooks for Manchester's elementary schools. The school board, when it implemented the Manchester Academic Standards, did away with the prior math curriculum and exchanged it for something known as a standards-based curriculum. That's what they call the Manchester Academic Standards, and the uh, which we call the Manchester's rewrite of the Common Core. And they implemented the, uh, the, the standards. And what the standards did was rather than use a uniform curriculum across the district that provided math books to every student and math workbooks to every student, they said, here are the standards the teachers have to meet. Here are recommended resources for the teachers to use to meet those standards And whether they use these recommended resources, which invariably were linked to online websites or their own, as long as they meet the standards, what they do in their classroom is their own business. Now, the district did some other stuff, too, like it came up with something called pacing guides, which told the teachers where they needed to be teaching what, you know, what matters and by when. And they had these district district wide assessments that were sent out at the, uh, you know more or less at the end of every trimester because we don't do quarters in elementary school anymore. We base everything on trimesters. And so the district tests were designed to determine whether or not the teachers were meeting the standards in the recommended time set forth by the pacing guides. And we spent all kinds of money uh, on curriculum guides. We spent all kinds of money on aligning the standards. We uh, This huge effort involving literally dozens and dozens of teachers, no parents, by the way, Nobody from outside the district offices. It was all an inside job. And when it came forward, this was, you know, this was the revolutionary thing that Manchester was doing with its academic standards. Flexibility for the teachers. Blah, 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 blah. So, (laughs) now Joyce Craig is running around saying, oh, there aren't enough math textbooks. Well, the district shifted. Now, Ted Gatz is... Did vote in favor of adopting the Manchester academic standards. He did vote for what the school district is doing now. So did Sarah Ambrosie, who supports Joyce Craig. So did, well, Leslie Watt wasn't on the board, but she supports the academic standards. Uh, Dan Bergeron may have actually been on the board at the time. It might have been Robin Dunphy, though. I'd have to, I think it was Dunphy. She voted against it. Tessier wasn't on the board, but she has raised no concerns over the way things are happening now. Rich Gerard, who opposed this stuff when it came through, is on the board trying to fix it. I don't recall if Ross Terrio voted for it, but he probably did. Erica Connors certainly voted for it. She was the chairman of the Curriculum and Instruction Committee when this disaster went through. She's supporting Joyce Craig. I don't remember if Avard voted for it or not, but he's supporting Joyce Craig. DeRosier voted for it. Van Houten voted for it. They're supporting Joyce Craig. So if Joyce Craig is going to run around and say that Ted Gatzis is failing to provide enough math books for elementary school students in Manchester, then does she not also have to hold her supporters to task for casting the same vote that Ted has cast? Are not Sarah Ambrosie? Connie Van Houten? Kate Derozier? Nancy Tessier, Dan Bergeron, and others who voted for this foolishness or have done nothing in their time as school board members to address it, are they not equally as false? Should she not be condemning the rest of the school board or only Ted Gatzis and none of the people who support her for casting the very same vote? And how many of them, by the way, have done what Rich Gerard, who opposed this mess as a dopey radio talk show host, what have they done since being on the board to change anything? I can tell you what I've done. I can tell you what Lisa Freeman's done. I can tell you what uh, Debbie Langton has done. We three sit on the curriculum and instruction committee. The only reason why anybody knows there's this issue with the math is because we have been the one raising it and trying to fix it. By the way, it exists. Also, the same thing with the uh, with the English. I know I've kept the mayor up to date on what we're trying to change, uh, what we're working on in curriculum and instruction, and I know I have his I, I know I have his blessings to do it because I've actually talked to the man. He's very concerned that we get to the bottom of it. But you know what? Nobody understood at the time, and what the administration, to my memory anyway, didn't tell anybody is what they implemented the standards. They were going to take away the math books. I have an inquiry pending, and I'm supposedly going to get information on it today saying, okay, before we did this, there was a standardized textbook in every single one of our elementary schools. Where in God's name did it go? I don't know what the numbers are for this year, but last year, the elementary schools were enabled to order their own math workbooks, whichever ones they wanted, that their teachers and their building felt were going to um, help them with their math program. The district spent almost $70,000 on workbooks at the schools. No school was denied workbooks because of lack of resources, as Joyce Gregg would have you believe. So if Joyce wants to try to tar and feather the mayor with this, she better be careful because there'll be people like me who are going to say, well, what about Ambrosie? What about Van Houten? What about DeRozier? What about Connors? What about the people who were there on the board who cast the same vote the mayor did? Now, I'm trying to find out what happened to those math textbooks. They got yanked out of the classrooms. Did the district get rid of them? Are they sitting in the basement of a school somewhere? Can they be distributed back to the to, to the buildings if need be or if desired? There is one school that is using a unified textbook that from grades one through five, and it's uh, Highland-Goss Falls School. And interestingly, almost all of their kids by the end of third grade are at grade level. Hmm. So this idea that under Mayor Ted Katzis, funding has gotten so bad we don't have enough textbooks is uh it it is it either shows a complete and total misunderstanding or is an outright lie and as a member of the school board even though i didn't support what the school board did at the time and i have been working my brains out to try to get it fixed because i think what has been done is wrong I resent the fact that she's, you know, she is uh, setting up this straw man to take the school board down or take Mayor Gatzis down and the reputation of the district to it. Now, you don't have to like the system. The system, I think, does have its virtues. It does give teachers the ability to customize what they're doing in their classrooms. That was one of the selling points. I think one of its key failures, though, is that it's impossible for parents to know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis, which gets me back to the whole syllabus thing, but we don't have time for that right now. But you see, she can't fault the approach of the district because too many supporters of hers cast the same vote in favor of the same program that ted gatz has cast so you somehow have to make it a management and budget issue so you can blame him for not having enough textbooks which is just as dishonest as the day is long because the district did away with the textbooks only deborah livingston david ryan and the other architects of this whiz bang thing didn't tell anybody that they were going to yank the textbooks out of the classroom so the question is where are the textbooks and do the teachers want them back if the teachers want them back let's give it back to them And let the work that Dr. Vargas and the Curriculum and Instruction Committee have started to do to you know to review and overhaul what we're doing in math and soon language arts, also known as English, at the elementary level in particular, go forward. And let's do it in a reasoned, honest approach like we did with the overhauling of the assessment scheme. So that the outcomes are good for kids, not for politicians, which, by the way, I would tell you, if it's good for kids, it will be good for politicians, which is a problem, I guess, if you're running against an incumbent. A problem you don't want to deal with if you're the challenger. And I'll wrap it up on this. I have been, uh, I, you know, over the weekend. Or even before the weekend. You know, as, as Joyce Craig is advocating for debates in front of WMUR, New Hampshire Public Radio, another radio show, and um, the Chamber of Commerce, leaving us out, of course, I sent Joyce a very public message. Since Mayor Gatzis has got a schedule conflict, I said she could have the eight o'clock hour on Wednesday. Since her campaign has accused me of lying in fundraising appeals to their supporters, and since they routinely complain that I misrepresent or get it wrong, I gave her a carte blanche open mic. Come here and tell Rich Gerard what he's not presenting. Tell Rich Gerard what he's gotten wrong. Tell Rich Gerard what he's lied about and put me on the spot with this audience. Go ahead, do it. And anybody who actually listens to this show knows I don't set traps for my guests. Especially if I believe they'll hang themselves. And I don't ambush people and I go out of my way to make sure that they get to put their point of view across. But let me tell you why Joyce Craig isn't going to respond, though I wish she would, to the invitation to be here. Just like she didn't include me in the list of uh, media organizations that should uh, host a debate. It's because when you have somebody who knows the issues and knows your record, and knows what the facts are, it's awfully hard, it's awfully hard to pull the wool over their eyes and the eyes of the people who, in this case, would be listening. This is Gerard at Large. Alrighty, folks, tomorrow we are going to have a busy, busy show. In addition to Jim Gaddett, who will join us for public safety this week, and the Greater Uni- uh, Granite United Way, we'll hear from Ward 1 Aldermanic candidate Christopher Stewart in the 8 o'clock hour. Plus, we'll have more on what's going on in Las Vegas and more of what's happening here on the campaign trail in the Queen City. For the entire team here at Gerard at Large, I am your, once again, inviting Joyce Craig to this radio show to set the record straight. I promise I'll just sit here and go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, nod and smile with a question here and there to verify things. I am your ever-humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until Monday, tomorrow, today, tomorrow. Yeah, today's Monday. Till Tuesday, tomorrow. (laughs) Be good, be well. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have in the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Drought Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.